0: to another episode of Cherishing Scriptures Podcast. I'm here again with Nathan Waters, Jesse Hudson, Pastor Bailey, and the one and the only Brother Don Venable. <laughs> Thanks for coming, man. He's it's my favorite cousin, happen. by the way. Did you guys know that? Yeah. You're the one. We don't tell the others. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Today we're going on again with the New Testament. The new, I, I always feel like I want to mess it up. New Testament. New Testament. New Testament
1: Baptist Confession. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) I got it eventually. We are on paragraph 10. It's going to be a good one. I think Nathan's going to read it for us. There is a new version of independent Baptist fundamentalism masquerading as old-time religion that in no way resembles what our forefathers believed or intended for fundamentalism to be. This new and radical version of fundamentalism is changing the character of our spiritual culture, and there are many who do not want it to change. If the original fundamentalists were alive today, they would not identify with this new sectarian order. There must be a spiritual cohesion and solidity that unites, and the declaration that is new version of independent fundamental Baptists are neither independent nor fundamental and are barely Baptists. Our skepticism and our suspicions must serve to preserve the gospel that is being jeopardized by the sectarianism. This yeah. one is a tough one. It was tough to read. I can only imagine. Yeah. About.
2: And one of the reasons I'm glad that we've got Brother Venable with us today is because you guys are well-versed and studied and prepared for so much. But, you know, Brother Don and I, we've kind of been in the trenches and seen what used to be and then what that became and now what we have. And even at our ages, we don't have the ultimate perspective. Let's go back 25 years, Brother Don. Let's go back 25 years from today. The guys you heard preach, the uh, the people that really helped you, the I mean, true fundamentalists who were really on the top of the totem pole.
3: There was a lot of guys back then. Dr. Harold Seitler, my uncle Harold Venable, him and Dr. Seitler were arm and arm for many years. Uh, I remember hearing back in my teen years, Billy Kelly, Mays Jackson, some of the older guys preach uh, in my teens, which is many years ago. But those guys were just great in the faith, knew the Bible, preached it the way that it should be preached. didn't hold to tradition too much, the standard issue that's going on today. But those guys really were in touch with God, knew what was going on. They were gentlemen. Yes, sir, all the way. I remember those names
2: as well. And somehow after that, one of my Bible teachers in college, he always told us that the student is always more extreme than the teacher. Right. And after Dr. Seitler, of course, Tabernacle Baptist College in Greenville, South Carolina, Billy Kelly right in that same area, Mays Jackson. But some of those guys came from schools like Tabernacle or Hiles Anderson or Trinity in Jacksonville, different places of that nature. Man, they came out like, like they were out of the end of the cannon. Yes, sir. The on fire ready to go and they had issues i know in the 1990s everything was (laughs) i mean they preached against everything in the 1990s and some of it i agreed with you know some of it i think is still a, a matter of sanctification even today you're right some of the standards that they had back in those days became the fundamentals. I mean, maybe we should clarify that. You know, one of the things that's said here in the confession that uh, one of the one of the things that we're trying to defend here is the the notion that uh, most independent fundamental Baptists today are neither independent nor fundamental. So maybe we need to really define those terms. Independent, as in Jesse, ring in on that. Chime in on the independent, as in
0: what? We are not connected to any kind of, of course, association, but it is more being set apart to stand. Uh, yes, yeah, set apart on God's word for a reliance financially a reliance on influence and mainly let god be god and christ be the head of his church there can be a lot of social influences in the church and they saw that they actually made i believe was a wise choice and to say hey we need to be set apart and that's the ecclesia that is the church it is not a part of the world it's the only thing in scripture we are actually allowed to love as many men have sin is the church And that's where our heart should be poured out into. That's where our gifts should be exercised, not in social events and not in worldly kind of recreation, but in God's body on earth, the bride, the building, as uh, the book of Ephesians talks about. It is God's image here on the earth and uh, we need to be separate in the world but in the minds of independent fundamental baptist
2: extremism the term independent basically was manifest when people said well i hate southern baptists and I hate the ecumenical movement. And and we still, you know, just to to you know to be clear on this, we still have issues with Southern Baptists, even as New Testament Baptists. If people were thinking that we're getting ready to fall back into the Southern Baptist Convention and just become a, a subset of that, that's not true. Right. We believe in true independence as as we believe the scripture teaches that it should be which is basically encompassed in the word autonomy that every church is its own local body it has its own local pastor it stands on its own two feet financially. Yes. That's what true independence is. But independence for them became who do we hate, who do we want to fight, who do we want to call names. And in 1954, when Dr. Seitler, you know, speaking of some of the patriots or some of the, uh, some of our, uh, the giants of our faith, in 1954, when Dr. Seitler approached the Southern Baptist Convention, he had been invited to come into the Southern Baptist Convention, and he considered it for some time. In 54, Dr. Seitler looked at the convention, and he said, I cannot be a part of something this liberal. And he was never accusatory or never uh, blatant against them he just said I can't be a part of something this liberal and that is that was really kind of the shot heard
0: around the world among a lot of independent Baptists As Dr. Seidler said I'm not going to be a part of any convention Right Ironset had the same problems and that was way back at the beginning of the, of the 20th century a long yeah. time he had a problem with that and he saw that although he was the president of the con- convention at one time he had uh, many opposition even amongst his own association dr rogers the same thing amongst his own people there's a problem in that but as independent baptists we see as the need to see god move and god build his church in an autonomous way how have independence fallen from that real from the real definition of that word you see what i'm
2: saying with that question i mean if churches are supposed to be independent and this is something that is has been cast to the wayside among independent baptists the way i see this is churches have begun to monitor one another for example the church across town finds out that this church is doing x y and z they take it uh, they take it upon themselves to preach against that or to uh, you know to really publicly identify that church and say yeah the church across town is doing this or that and we don't approve that's
0: not independence right and paul said it's unwise to compare ourselves one another in a sense if the goal in the kingdom is souls being saved and edification of saints and the the building of the church and like God having his lordship exemplified in the church, why can't we rejoice in that? Why can't we be satisfied with that? We can hear news and we can fellowship, that, fellowship with other pastors about the news that's going on in other churches. But why do we have to monitor to the point where it becomes hostile or to the point where it becomes scandalous or seems scandalous or backbiting or a sense of gossip. is very dangerous to compare ourselves with one another. Paul had a, a sense of godly jealousy. I mean jealousy in the sense in, in that in that context. Yes. To see God work in other people's lives, it's actually a fruit of the spirit to see another brother bear fruit and grow in the Lord. To be satisfied with that, Paul said that's a fruit of the spirit, to be satisfied with other churches growing. But to be jealous and to be spiteful and to be contentious that is not a spirit of and it's as if it's really as if those churches want
2: to control you with their gossip and that's where i think the breakdown of independent has come Yes, I mean. is uh, There's a network of tail bearing and a network of rumor mills that go around, and that's how they begin to, in some way, at least in their mind, I think it's all madness myself, but I think in some way in their mind, they think that this is going to have some effect or control on another local body. That's unbiblical, um, totally unscriptural. Since
1: we're on, on the subject, I did receive sort of an objection from a, a good friend different denomination. What he said this was the quotes from the confession. New Testament Baptist churches are autonomous assemblies, having no organization or over them in authority. And what he said to that, he said is fascinating. A bold departure from the ancient church, the first 1300 years of the church of Jesus Christ was hierarchically governed by the men of God and holy council through the Holy Spirit. Scripture in the seven and air unerring ecumenical councils in their subsequent Creeds the first Council of Nicaea 325 the first Council of Constantinople 381 first Council of Ephesus 431 Council of Cal- Calcuton 451 second Council of Constantinople 553 the third Council of Constantinople 680 to 681 and second council of Nicaea 787
2: so the objection there is basically that uh, in the early days of the church there was a hierarchy or a governing board so the mm-hmm principle there. Uh, begins to unravel with the death of the apostles, Because with the death of the Apostles, of course, when the Apostles were alive, they started churches in Antioch, started churches in Jerusalem, started churches here and there, and then their representatives went out and began to plant churches in other places. When the Apostles died, that hierarchy ceased. There is no governing board of people, select, elected, or whatever you want to call them, there's no governing board of people that are supposed to be in control or have any supervision over a host of churches in a region or an area or even a country. If there were apostles alive, we would certainly be willing to do that. If Paul walked into our church tonight and said, hey, I'm the Apostle Paul, we would all defer to him, right? We would all say, okay, nobody else has anything to say. We're listening to what Paul has to say because he, is, he was an apostle. But with the death of those apostles, those earthly figureheads passed away. And so, and much of those in that objection, much of those confessions that he speaks about there, the Constantinople Confession and the Nicene and so on and so forth, and many of those, they were not influenced by solid doctrine. There's a lot of holes doctrinally in some of those confessions. That's the thing here is the New Testament Baptist Confession is not intended to be the doctrinal statement of a church. You know, that's another question people have asked me, you know, are you trying to tell us that we need to replace our doctrinal statement? No, that's not the case at all. The New Testament Baptist Confession is simply an overview of the error that exists among us. And faithful are the wounds of a friend. If anybody's going to point it out, we should be the ones uh, self-diagnosing and pointing that
0: out amongst one another. Right. So the self-diagnosing, that is a, a lost and very uh, uncommon term and that discernment. I was talking to a young man this afternoon. I asked him, I was like, what do you think of this thing here? And he mentioned about are we actually going to be dropping independent fundamental Baptist title? You have mentioned before on the podcast, it, for the sake of the gospel, that is superfluous. For yeah, the sake of the gospel. It is, yeah. no, n- is no other church's business uh, that, right. whether what what this has done. But the thing is, we're trying to the, the gospel is permeating amongst other sister churches. This influence has saturated this diversion from the truth, and this problem has infected our not just our world, but uh, our definitely our movement. And not in a no, it's not a sense of a selfish term, our movement. But we've seen God bless this attempt. In the past, we've seen heroes who've gone on with the Lord. We've seen men try and take up the mantle and have crashed this into the ground. There's no more prophets, no more apostles. So it's a,
2: it's a local local church thing now. That's what true independence is. I think
3: the local true issue too is these statements and the replies that you'll get from other people. They don't understand that this, this podcast is not about hurting someone or hurting people. It's about helping. Yes. It's just trying to help them to understand and realize what's going on because I know many, many people still hold on to the way it was back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. Those days are pretty much non existence today. Yes, sir. That's why you have the new independent fundamental churches out there, as in the statements you read, are masquerading as old-time religion. Yeah. A lot of them don't understand old-time religion. No. You'll see a lot but of that's ads my and greatest papers, argument in period. And you'll see a lot of advertisement on churches and stuff. They'll say old-time singing, old-time preaching, King James Bible, and all those stuff. But you get there, you listen to them or whatever, and it's all about personal standards. Yes. It's all about personal issues that there's no Bible back of. There's nothing wrong with a man of God, a preacher or a teacher, talking about the way that we should dress as a Christian. Absolutely. If you have Bible to back it up. Absolutely. Uh, but when you start going off the wall, making false statements, uh, things that, when you start trying to put words in God's mouth, yeah. because you think that that's what's right, Very or that's what's best for you. You better be careful. And, Here and here's
2: the problem. That's such a slippery slope because, and I'll give and you one right. example. And Don, you can comment on this too. You know how this how this works. You know, when when I was, you know, let's just go back to the late '80s, the early 1990s. You know, we would go to services, and it was it was not uncommon at all to go to a service and to hear a man make a comment about a woman wearing pants. A comment that he would make sometimes would be, you know, you need to be modest, you need to be this, you need to be that, and that's fine. So we obtained this standard, and uh, and this is the way Our Lady, and by the way, this is still today the way my wife dresses, the way my daughters dress. I'm not knocking that issue. Right. I'm just simply saying that this became a subject, and when that subject began to evolve, now here's the standpoint that you and I have. I've watched the evolution of that subject, and so this skirt on a woman issue became, now we need to discuss how long it needs to be and then it became
3: where she used to wear it
2: where she's supposed to wear it you remember the old statement slits are for sluts yes sir that was an independent fundamental baptist statement that if a woman had any kind of a split in the hem of her skirt that was the statement slits are for sluts wow Wow. And that was so, crazy. that wow. they it's beat that the drum. Past the knee. So, so here's so the it point, okay? It, it, it did not stay at just a woman should wear a modest skirt. Now they are going to take it upon themselves to define what a modest skirt is. So then I was in this meeting and they said, it can't be a denim skirt. To which I replied, what are you talking about? A denim skirt? What difference does the material have to make? And here's what they said. Denim is a man's material. <laughs> So then, okay, fine. Book chapter verse, please. And then the next statement was, the next statement was, Okay, if she is permitted to wear a denim skirt, she's not permitted to have denim that has any kind of stitching on the back pockets because that draws attention to her backside. My point is this, okay, we can get lost in the minutiae here, but my point is this, it never stops. Once an independent fundamental Baptist made a standard, all of, and then it became birth control. You remember that, Brother Don? Yes, sir. When these guys are standing up and saying, okay, there's certain types of birth control that are permissible and certain types of birth control that are not permissible, That got graphic. And then it turned into there is no such thing as biblical birth control, period. Men or women. Right. But you remember Dr. Seitler and Dr. James Jones. You know, Brother Jones, still a a patriot of faith in my book. Men like that would stand up, and here's what they would say. After hearing a sermon on birth control in a camp meeting, like you and I have both heard, they would stand up and say, You don't have any business getting into a person's bedroom. And all of a sudden, I would say, Amen. Right. Finally, somebody with some sense. And my, my other problem is this the Bible actually says this. It actually says, wives, be in submission to your own husband. And that pastor's not her husband. And so that really crossed the line with Independent Fundamental Baptist when this whole issue came out. Look, her husband is her primary pastor the other pastor is the pastor of the church but that husband is the pastor of his home and if that husband tells his wife she can wear a denim skirt she can do it if that husband tells his daughters that they can dress in x y or z way they're permitted to do that because he has to give an account for that home so i felt like it was an invasion of privacy when independent baptists started getting in everybody's closet in everybody's bedroom and it just never stopped Sounded they like a bunch stopped. of Pharisees. Yeah. The <clears throat> other word, the cult word. That's what many of them have been called is cultish because they want their hands in every, even the financial side. Brother Don and I, right. I've seen men stand up and say, "God told me to tell you that you're supposed that's to dangerous. give blank." Because only God will tell you. Absolutely. Well, that's it. That's again, we're going back to the issue here. That is a violation of the priesthood of the believer so, because if you're your own priest, God tells you what. The problem with that and is and what to wear and where to what to drive and Church times, God tells you all this. Well, stuff.
3: I can personally attest to those statements. That's for sure. But because I know that I've heard men of God come up and say the same thing that, that God's told them to: we should give the pastor a raise, we should give the pastor this or give the pastor that. I know that we were struggling. You were the church treasurer. We were. I was the church treasurer. We were doing all we could do. We were praying for our pastor every day, like we do for you. Seeking God, wanting the church to grow, just doing our part. I believe that God would tell us before He told some strange man that's never been to our church before ever. That God told him. I mean, and So
2: there again, where's the independence? If that church was truly independent, right. what business does this man have coming? And men like Harold Seidler would have never done that. Oh, no.
3: He James stepped, Jones set would, him would down, never do that. Set,
2: they, Billy Kelly, Mays Jackson, these men would have, Tom Malone, these men would have never done that. They would have never been caught dead using that kind of authority in a church that they were visiting in. That's where we've lost our independence. These guys are beating the drum and saying they're independent, and they're not as independent as they think they are.
3: I think most of them want, want a name for themselves. Yes, sir. I mean, look, look what I've done, look what I can do. Exactly right. So, I mean, a lot of them is in that same fashion today. You know, someone, they would just want to advertise, you know, their their meetings, which nothing's wrong. There's nothing wrong with advertising a good meeting. Sure. We have Brother Bagwell coming up, which would be a good sure. meeting for us. Joe Arthur, the first of the year, which would be really great for us. Nothing wrong with advertising the meeting. Absolutely. But I've never seen Brother Arthur, Brother Bagwell, Dr. Seitler. Never. Some of the older guys post. Some of their meetings, how the altars were full after I preached them. That's what we're coming to today. Five people got saved, and I'm taking pictures of all of them. and I'm going to post them mm-hmm. online for everybody to see. Self promotion. Self promotion. Look, look what I've done. Yeah. I mean, we need to get back to the regular old time religion. That's 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 the theme of this. Yeah.
1: Look what God did.
3: Go this... back and give God the credit for everything. Yep. The church should be a loving church. Absolutely. They should pray for one another, lift each other up,
2: and showcase Christ. That's right. And let Jesus be the superstar in the church, and not these evangelists, and not these visiting preachers. That's right. I was in a a meeting one time, and a guy was selling gold signature photographs. And here's what he said: You go to my table, you buy my my headshot, my photograph. Bring it to me afterwards. Tonight's the only night. You could, it was always the Friday night of his meeting. He had a gold sharpie pen, and he said, "I'll, I'll give you the gold signature autograph." on the picture that you buy from my product table wow. I, I just wanted to regurgitate I just can't see the Apostle Paul I can't see Dr. Seitler doing that I can't see Maze Jackson or Billy Kelly no, or, or or Brother Venable you know your uncle I just can't see that Can you imagine if Christ walked in and saw that Yeah, he would overturn he'd flip the, that table just like that he did he'd table over
0: yep yeah, that, that's crazy. That uh, Actually, before Christ ever came on the scene in Matthew chapter 3, the whole John the Baptist preaching repentance. Uh, he must increase and I must I what? must decrease. I must increase. decrease. And then when the first place we see the Pharisees, they're at the, the baptizing of John the Baptist. They come on the scene. And he says, uh, and they were baptized with Jordan, confessing sin. This is Matthew chapter three, verse six, and then verse seven says, "But when he had saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruit me for repentance." But this is where the first iconic signature or the, the first mark of, of a Pharisee. He says you think it's not to say within yourselves we have Abraham to our father. Or the first mark of a, of a, of a wayward pastor or a wayward preacher or at least a wayward church in this non-fundamental non-independent movement is that they glory in their connection to That's godly it. men. Not to the scriptures. Not to Christ himself. Not to Christ. Endless genealogy. That's, That's right. Endless. endless. That's exactly right. and That was a good episode. There was a lot of, a lot more we could have said.
2: Yeah, we're going to get fundamentalism next time. Yeah. If we dealt with independent today, maybe we can get fundamentalism next time. That
0: sounds real good. We'll have everything linked. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll have all the, the confession linked there. You can also, if anybody does have any other questions, we definitely rec- recommend that you would email to us um, those. And I think that's info... Info at NewTestamentBaptist.com. Cool. And we will we will try to answer those, address those as best as we can. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Church scriptures podcast